Hello and welcome to another episode of RSF Radio. I am your guest, Nogarimi, uh, coming at you live on the mic because uh, Joe had a bit of work to do. And joining me as the second guest is Mr. Sriracha Flash. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm, I've had better days, um, but <laughs> uh, it's it's finals week for me, so uh, the stress levels are high, the 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 time that I need to put into studying is high. Everything is high. The stress is high, but I'm almost done. I'm almost out of school entirely. So just a little bit longer, and then I'll be good. Just that final push. The final push is all you need. We'll get through this. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I just have uh, fall semester, and that sh that should hopefully be it. That'll hopefully be the end of all of my school worries, and then I'll be able to join the workforce and have work worries and go from oh, there and paying back crushing loans. stress and disappointment and deadlines I, you, listen you can't wait for it honestly yeah i i don't know what i was missing uh from school <laughs> um so but i i am looking forward to no longer actively taking out debt every single year um i'm happy to to at least end that part and not so happy to start paying it back Oh my, listen, you say that, uh, we're actually in the process of buying a house right now, and that is just mountains of debt on top of debt that I, I didn't even know about, I guess, because it just appears out of nowhere. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, I can, it's just paperwork I can imagine. Paperwork on paperwork on paperwork. Don't, don't ever, just stop at college. Everyone just stop at college. Don't do anything else. Just stay in college forever. Yeah, <laughs> just, just be there forever. Um, but not too long, because otherwise they start looking at you and being like, why are you here? <laughs> Go home. <laughs> um, but speaking about everything costing money, uh, you know, R slash Street Fighter is sending, uh, or is trying to send two people out to Combo Breaker uh, with, you know, Diddy Mokoff and Mike Too Shrunk. Uh, both these players won the, uh, won the voting that we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. And we have a lot of really cool merch um, that I unfortunately can't show off, but uh, you guys can definitely check it out uh, at the yeah. Match Arena. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Diddy Mokov has the Yoga Anvil God shirt, which is incredible. Uh, Mike Too Strong, Zangief pile driving the controller, amazing. I love the I love the designs. But the most important thing of all, the varsity jacket. The varsity jacket, brick not included. You got to get your uh, own brick. The, but a small price to pay for a jacket that clean. It's incredible. That jacket looks sick. Unfortunately. <laughs> I it, was very jealous. Joe showed up to the Monday tournament rocking that jacket. Very, very. Dude, oh, I, it so, is very like, jealous. Unfortunately, it's also turning to summertime and not the time that you should be wearing jackets. <laughs> um, Look, we're our street fighter, not our planning. Okay, we're not in the business of scheduling <laughs> for the future. We're in the business of looking good. Look good, play good. That's a very important thing. I agree. I agree. Um, there is a couple of other things that you can uh, get on this match arena, like Daigo's The Will to Keep Winning, or a lovely copy of uh, Geef's Gym um, on Volume 3, or Edition 3, 3rd Edition. Yeah, third third, third, Geef's Gym, 3rd Strike, the, the Green Edition, the Green Hand Edition. It's yeah. wonderful. Uh, I actually just picked up a copy not too long ago, and honestly, guys, it's a, I don't mean... If you're listening to me, if you're listening to this show, you've heard the Geef's Gym before, you've seen the breakdowns, um, even though Joe posts hyperlinks in the book itself, it's a great book to pick up and read. It's wonderful. Yeah, and 
you know, even if you don't want to pick up the book, even to support, you know, sending us, sending people to combo breaker, um, all of the information available online, uh, for you to just, uh, peruse on, you know, reddit.com forward slash R forward slash street fighter. Um, it's, it's all there. Um, it's, I think it's one of the links in the top bar somewhere. Definitely go check it out. Um, it's a, it's a great way to get better at the game. And yeah, it, it's a very, very handy guide. Cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. Speaking of a handy guide, we had uh, what was his what was his name? Uh, never knows best. Never knows best. I was gonna say no one knows best, um, <laughs> which didn't make sense to me. But never knows best released a beautiful, in depth photos and frame data and like this is like talking about good habits and bad habits. Like he goes through a full guide of Ken. Everything the, the, you could ever imagine. The, the Shoryu Anamakan is... The Shoryu Anamakan? That, that's actually in the guide. That's uh, a.k.a. the Shoryu Anamakan, a.k.a. Uh, what's he called? The, the Ungo, Unga Nohato or something like that. It's, Unga Nohato. Yeah, the Ungo Nohato. It's incredible. Uh, the flow charts that he has in there um, for spacing, for corner Oki, for mid-screen Oki, uh, it's... I... But, I I haven't seen a breakdown like this in a, in a while. <laughs> it's second to none. We came really close with um, the Rainbow Mika guide um, that was, like, really big in, like, season two. Okay. Um, and it was pretty in-depth, but the level of polish that this has. Um, oh, it's it's great. It has, like, little side notes that they call shenanigans at the bottom with just, like, miscellaneous Ken things that you can do but maybe not should do. But just wild little mix ups. It's, it's yeah, some, some kin things you can do. Yeah, some some kin things that you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we all know the kins. Um, yeah. <laughs> DP after um, after yeah, a bot's no, uh, heavy kick. He has frame data. I mean, you know, everyone's seen frame data. Everyone has the fat app. But like to be able to see this like side by side with a visual guide of where your attacks are going to be, what they can do, the max damage, stun. It's honestly. I can't believe that he did it, and he put it out for free. Like, he straight up was just like, here it is, you can download it here, my Patreon's attached to this, but you don't need to support it, but you should. Yeah, You honestly should. For the Def- level of work definitely that went into do. this, there's no reason you can't throw him a couple dollars. Like, he had to have been working on this, like, six months, like, at least in advance, if not longer, to just, like, to compile it all. It's It's a work of art. I'm I'm just I'm just in awe. Um, it really makes like really makes you wonder like, can can, am I able to do this for my character? Do I understand my character to the point where I can write an in-depth guide that's <laughs> how many pages long? Seventy-one pages long. <laughs> Seventy-one pages and like oh man I yeah it's we have uh, shout out to Monkey Unit in the Abigail Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he does breakdowns like this, and uh, I think he could put this together. But like, even then, it's a monumental feat. And not to take anything away from Never Knows Best, because it is not a lot of people would do it. I don't think that most of us have the knowledge to do it. Like I know Abigail run and then crouch, heavy punch to flip, and then whatever <laughs> happens from there happens from there. I suppose. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Um, I I definitely want to point out like none of this is absolutely done alone he like he definitely has special thanks in here to the people that helped him out 
Um, so if if this is something you want to see for your character, you know, maybe you step up and you'll say, look, you know, I need some help getting all the information. You know, I'll come to, you know, the people who know who know more than me and, you know, ask them to write something or like, you know, have a conversation with them to, to get the information. And then you just kind of like are this this tool to compile it and to format it and to release it and to, you know, give it the recognition that it deserves. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, it's just one of those things. You just kind of snowball it and start, and eventually you'll create a project. And uh, it definitely helps when you have people that have the same interest in your character that you do, the same level of love for that character. And it shines through in the guide. Like, he obviously loves the Ken character. Yeah. Um, I think he loves Ken more than I love Ryu. And that's saying something. <laughs> that's that's quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, I've I mean, I've played Ryu in literally every single Street Fighter. That's some dedication. Uh, I yeah. think I picked up Ryu back when I first picked up Street Fighter Two when I was about four years old, and then since then, I haven't touched him. <laughs> Dude, you're missing out. <laughs> I know, I know. I, look, Baby's first combo was like jump in roundhouse, and then like crouching roundhouse, and that was that got me through arcade mode. <laughs> That's that's all you need sometimes. It really is. If it works, why 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 switch it up? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but speaking about what what works and what doesn't work, um, oh, the transitions on this man, incredible. <laughs> incredible. I, I listen. I listen to way too much stage jam. <laughs> and you know, and you know, it was really bad when I was on the podcast with Joe, making the transitions for joe <laughs> like <laughs> like he was supposed to be leading the podcast but i'll be like no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna transition here and you know we'll we'll get it yeah, well you know love you joe joe likes to ramble so it's good that we have someone like you. oh that's so right I'll, I'll... we have to go on some tangents um oh yeah hold on all right well oh we do have we have a do ta- we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there we'll, <laughs> we we'll can't schedule the tangents it gets weird it does uh it has to come up naturally <laughs> yeah exactly um, but as I was saying, um, you know, reaching reaching a skill level and then, you know, feeling you'll eventually feel stuck at a certain point. And it can be hard to kind of break out of that mold, um, especially when you don't really have a, a true mentor to you. Like, I feel like Street Fighter is very or like learning fighting games is very weird, where you don't always have like a direct mentor who taught you everything like you you play against some people and you learn some things from them and then you play against other people and you learn different things and then like together that's how you learn um and so you don't have that mentor to ask like hey i'm having this problem or like i'm i'm noticing this in my play um or sometimes you might even get to the point of self-reflection where you where you feel like there's something wrong with your play um you just feel stagnant and sheldon um good old sheldon redditing or sheldon twitching um He's usually just called Sheldon. Um, Even goes by Shell Rue, as evidenced by this week in the tournament when he pulled up with his semi semi Smurf Akuma. Th- there, he has questionable tactics with the amount <laughs> of accounts he has. <laughs> he has one for, I believe, ev- almost every single character. My God! And <laughs> on top of that, he has spare like Akuma accounts that he plays on. Um, like I think he's. Uh, he might be like XX Shinakuma XX. Um, <laughs> and that's literally just his like troll Akuma account. And 
oh my goodness it's it's frustrating like smurfing is something that that i i understand from like from the the lower the lower rank perspective we're just like why are you coming back down here and beating us up like you have your your rank you have your title you have you know your characters if you want to try something new just go do it up there um well it's it's like you know when you were when you were younger and you would play you know sports with your friends or games with your friends or something like that and it'd be like i'm doing all right or i'm you know doing okay but like Sometimes you just got to go beat up on your little brother. You know, you need to, that easy win. That's why people play games on easy mode. I just want that win. I, I don't, I don't want to work for it. <laughs> or like on, or like if you're learning a new character, um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, definitely. Hey, I want to get through the, the motion of like practicing combos on like a real person and like having to like the way that you like practice combos in a lab and the way that they actually apply in a game are kind of different. And like the reaction you have to have, might be looking for something else to happen and then your combo hits and you're like oh i need to have i need to make sure i have the muscle memory in a match to like see these things and like analyze oh why did this happen and you know is this something that i can consistently do on reaction or like do i need to like change how i play to get this to happen Um, definitely and introducing a new character at a higher level uh, that you're not comfortable with is probably not the best way to go about it i know you know, even among like the lowly ultra gold and platinum ranks where I usually reside, um, like I've tried to pick up Sagat and like play with him and like throwing a character into even that level, it's not the best idea. Um, you kind of need to grow with the character. Yeah, yeah. De- there's definitely like, like you'll pick up a new character and then you lose like three thousand points, and then it's just like, oh my god, so much grinding to do again. Um, and from that perspective, I 100% understand. Because I'm, I'm like, bordering between, like, Super Plat, Ultra Plat, and Diamond. I just, like, keep going back and forth. And it's it's really frustrating to be, like, I don't really have wiggle room to, like, go down a rank. Because if I, I go down to Platinum, then I'm fighting Ultra Golds again. And I have to... It's just way more of a slog to, to go through. Um and that's coming up on the point system of Street Fighter V, which can be a bit of a topic. Um, <laughs> I the point system in Street Fighter V is questionable. It's, it's not. Uh... It's not great. The fact that as a super platinum, if I lose to a platinum, I lose like eighty points. But if as an ultra platinum, I lose to a super platinum. I'll I'll use I'll literally lose the same amount of points as if I lost to another ultra platinum. Like I'll lose sixty seven, sixty eight points. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. Coming up through the gold ranks when you're like just in super gold and you're feeling good, and someone in gold beats you and you lose ninety eight and they gain one hundred five, it will drive you insane. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, man, my next two wins feel like they mean nothing almost. Like I'm just getting back to where I was. Yeah, um, I, like. I, I stare at it and I go, okay, well, I can try to beat out a laggy Ken and with a net gain of eight points. Or I, I can just to be go salty back about. to the drawing board. And usually I kind of go back to the drawing board. Because yeah. it's just, it's not. Or like, you know, you get in a worst case scenario where I've been, I hit Ultra Gold. Um, I hit Ultra Gold in the match uh, from Super Gold. Knocked the person in Super Gold down to Gold. So now I'm in the position of, now I'm Ultra Gold and they're Gold. Do I risk playing this match? <laughs> 
yeah uh on the lovely cfn you know online connection and uh then i lose a hundred and some odd points like yeah I, it's oh ridiculous boy. it's ridiculous <laughs> but getting a little bit back on track um yeah, you, yeah. you eventually get, get to a plateau point in in your career no matter where you go and um sheldon made a a great thread um talking about where are you stuck in your improvements in street fighter 5 um and you know like not only did he pose this question you know asking whether you know it was a um a physical kind of thing like you know a co- like doing a combo or like having a reaction or like a mentality kind of you know block like a mental block or like a concept that you're having trouble understanding he he poses this question and then immediately um he doesn't clog up the the main post with it but like he immediately replies to himself with what he was struggling with and like how he feels he might be able to resolve it um not necessarily that he's looking for other people to resolve their issues but like just being like hey this is what i'm thinking of and how i feel um you know what what are the rest of you kind of kind of feeling like and, and like let's see if i can kind of help you um which i feel is, is something that's not really discussed as much like being open about where you are and like what you're struggling with it's i feel like not it's not just something unique to fighting games like that's something in life you can kind of learn of like hey i like opening up to you know your friends about how you're struggling you know with work or relationships or school it's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people Right. Um, um it, it's very difficult to be honest with yourself sometimes, but it's it's something you have to get in the habit of and you have to look at yourself and reflect and go, uh in and out of things, like what am I doing wrong? And it's that's I think that's important to watch your replays after a ranked set, um, or any a battle lounge set, casual set, whatever. Go through, watch yourself and actually take notes. Don't go, Well, why didn't this work? Obviously my opponent is does something that's dumb. Like, no, look at yourself and go, Why why didn't this work? What did I do wrong? Um, and look at, like, you can see yourself falling into tendencies. Like, I, like, 99 seconds starts, Abigail run. Like, <laughs> and I see it, and I know I shouldn't do it. Like, there's no positive outcome for me from doing it. But you you have to recognize it. And you have to be able to be honest with yourself and say, like, am I being lazy? Am I not willing to learn these matchups? Like, what am I doing? Right. Right. It, it's definitely, I feel like one of the, the easiest kind of tropes or like troughs rut to fall into um, is is um that blaming your opponent that, oh, like, why did you like, oh, that's so stupid. Why would you do this here? You're, you're a bad player. And, you know, if you were a better player, I would win. Right. Um, why did this, why, did, why was Ed matching L1? in my block string well because he can get away with extp like it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah or it's just like it's not it's not on your opponent to be like oh i i'm doing something like it's not on your opponent to be like oh i'm gonna play smart every second of the round that's that's not what this is at the end of the day the goal is to to grow and get better um eventually but then there's also but- that winning factor that that uh that has to contest with you know how do i how do i feel like i'm growing and getting better if i'm not winning and so like sometimes the the stupid decisions come from the hail mary touchdown passes trying to you know just get that score that final touchdown you know (laughs) end it before it goes too far 
Um, and you kind of have to read those and like pick up on the player tendency. Like, yeah, I know that Ed's mashing, you know, all three punches in my block string. Um, specifically when I do, you know, this block string, he's looking for it right here and he sees that I'm delaying it. So he doesn't think I'll push a button rapidly. So maybe you can catch him with something else or like you just sit there and block until he does it. Um, and, and those are the, like that the mental adaptations you have to make because there's nothing there's nothing f like physically frame data wrong with what you're doing and like like you're technically making the correct choice frame data wise but that's not always the correct choice if you if you know what i mean yeah no definitely um and that's going going into matches lately i found myself i found that i give my opponents a lot of respect and i'm just like oh they're gonna play this way and that way and blah blah blah, blah. and like i have this preconceived notion of like I've seen a Chun-Li before. Like, I know how this round is going to start. Like, Here it goes. And, like, it doesn't. And all of a sudden, I'm lost. And I'm scrambling because I had this preconceived notion of how this fight was going to play out. And now I have to adapt on the fly and, like, discard these thoughts that I have. And you need to enter each match. Don't respect anyone. Like, once... Uh, <sighs> Brett Bayonne, uh, Shaper of Stories, great follow on twitter uh says this a lot about fighting games and he uh somewhat coaches fighting games and he does talk a lot about a lot of this but um his biggest thing is when you're playing against someone and they tell you who they are believe them and that sticks with me all the time like <laughs> someone is gonna tell you who they are in that match and that's not gonna change believe what they're telling you what you see on the screen is what they are going to give you and it's not going to change believe them and adapt to that Yep. I 100% agree. Give them give them the credit they deserve and adapt to that. Like see what they're doing, adapt to that. Don't stop get out of your head. Head getting out of your own head can be some of the most important and one of the most important concepts you can kind of understand is like you can't overthink things and like make yourself in a worse Put yourself in a worse situation, excuse me. Um, and it's it's so rough once you start digging that hole to, to dig yourself back out. Oh, definitely. Um, th a couple weeks ago, I had a 102-degree fever, and I was just like, I'm just going to play some Street Fighter. Try to I'll feel better playing Street Fighter, right? Stupid move. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. The, the fever, I swear to God, it helped me out. Like I just wasn't like trying to process so much and keeping it simple. And like, next thing I knew, I think I had like an 11 or 12 fight win streak. And I was like, Oh, if I just free myself up from all these thoughts and like this information overload, like it's easy to adapt and see what's in front of you. See, but then to me at that point, I get to, to like, I get above 10 wins in a row and I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Like I start, <laughs> I start getting stressed and panicking that I'm winning that much. It's just like, <laughs> what did I change? Is it's basically like what I ask myself, and then like, I play for like another hour, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm on like a thirteen losing streak, and I'm like, what just happened to me? <laughs> I was on I was on top of the world, and then I was gone instantaneously. <laughs> oh, listen, I'm not gonna pretend like after this streak I didn't sit there and lose like twenty of my next twenty four, but for the minute I felt good. It's like the the minute <laughs> that you recognize your own success, it's like, oh, I'm winning. Is when it all just falls down. <laughs> um, and I definitely had that problem for a little bit where like I would I would win 
like the entire round and then it would not even like v trigger comebacks would get me it would just be i would just lose like i would just be too too passive at that point and like just let my opponent control the pace of the entire game um right and like that it's like you gotta you gotta keep up what you're doing well and like yeah you have to not overcommit, but under committing is also really bad you have to perfectly commit to everything right um, and I, I i think the mental part of that comes into a state too because like what i'm getting you start salty, building these no one logical walls and have nothing to be salty so like, about you'll be on a seven there's still that emotional overcross somebody that and they're, you know, one win or two win and in your head you're like oh they would love it if they knocked me off this win streak like you can see it and like you're imagining them on the other end like oh i knocked off his win streak and you start to like that festers in yourself and you have to free yourself from that and like they at they this, don't care about you. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes you can you can feel you can feel them like like trying to just like find a way to break you to to take your win streak away from you. They're like, how can I break this man so that he just loses everything? Like completely mental <laughs> breakdown. It's like, how can I ruin his pressure? How can I ruin his yeah. neutral? How can I like jump in on him so that he just feels completely terrible? <laughs> and that can really lead to you feeling salty. Oh, um, the the first time that I get corpse hopped by Akuma, uh, light Tatsu. Oh, immediately my salt level through the roof. I'm like, he's only doing this to show off. He doesn't even get know demoned, how, to, how right? to use this. <laughs> as, as soon as you, as soon as the light kick <laughs> Tatsu crosses up, and then you're like, what is this guy doing? This guy, why is he doing this? And then like he just lands and demons you, and you're like, oh man, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> makes you just want to like leave the game and never return <laughs> um, i've I, i've i've yet to go dashboard on somebody but there has been many a time where i'm like as soon as this fight ends i i'm blacklist i don't care how good the connection was i never want to see you again Ooh, that's uh, that's some real salt right there <laughs> um and brian f had uh, had some good words to say about salt you are oh, no garemi Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I, I build it into everything. You actually messed up my <laughs> early transition when I brought up Salty because you started uh, talking about it. And I was like, no, my transition. <laughs> I was but... working so hard. Uh, so I had to build it back in as a game plan. It's cool. Uh, beautiful. Look, I, I appreciate that while I was rambling along, you were just like, I'm going to bring this back. As soon, as soon as he like starts wrapping this up, we're going right into Brian F. and his salt level talk. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was short and simple, which I think helps it be very effective. Yeah, I think it's only like a seven minute video, seven and a half minute video, but he's very poignant with everything that he put out, and he gets right to the point, and he doesn't mince words about it. No, because there's there's no point to like he's. Like, yeah, this is, like, kind of opening up a discussion, but he's giving his ideas on it and, like, what he feels about it. And he's going to tell you, like, sh straight up how he feels. <laughs> I, yeah, he – I th there's a moment that, like, really, really stuck with me um, where he was like, you said you've been playing since season two. Like, I've been grinding since 2009, like, and you have, like, the – essentially, he's like, you have the audacity to be salty about this? Like, take a step back and look at what's happening around you. And I think that was one of the ones where I was like, it, 
homie's got a point. Like immediately, I was like, I love this video. Like it, it it's very, very good. Yeah, and I there's some things I I disagree with. Like that line is 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 very strong, but I don't know. I don't I don't like it because how long you've been doing this doesn't always factor into uh, to how good you are or like your right to be salty in a game. Like all overall, like not overall, like um how how you feel is is up to you and you're allowed to be salty. I'm you can't you're allowed to have these emotions and feel them. Um That's fair. That's very fair. You do need to vent them properly and always taking it to Twitter and yelling at people or like in a Discord and yelling at people might not be the right decision to make. Um you might just need to you know take a step back, relax you know, open up a notepad, you know, write down your thoughts of like how you're feeling, um, you know, kind of reset yourself mentally. And then kind of, if you're still kind of feeling like something's hella busted, um, that's when, you know, maybe you start a, a good discussion on it and not a, a rage filled, um, something like this game's all rushed down. There's no defensive options, blah, 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 blah. Look, it's... I don't have time for your for your discussion and your discourse, Nogaremi. I have Twitter available to me. I just want to yell at the world. What, what are you talking about? Who, who would I sit down with and talk about this? There's no one out there in the world that would want to sit down and talk with me about how awful Street Fighter V is. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. There's, there's, look, r slash Street Fighter has been running a poll for weeks now on what you want changed in, in the game. Um, I don't know if it's still running or if Joe shut it down, uh, nor do I have the link for it, but every, every, it's not even like almost every year. It's like every half year, every, like every six months, like we redo this poll and like gather information about like, Hey, what do you want fixed in the game? What's wrong with Capcom? Why don't like, what is Capcom doing wrong? Like not necessarily like the game is bad, but like, Hey, wouldn't you love it if capcom talk to the community more um and and like gathering this feedback and putting it in a place where uh we know like we we definitively know like joe has contacts in capcom that have told him hey we look at this we love you doing this like this is something that you know we can't always do as the creator to you know get involved this way um, but to still use the data and try to make their game better, it's it's something that r slash Street Fighter tries to do, and to to let the voices be heard, it's it's super easy. It's like it takes less than ten minutes to go through the poll. I'd say even less than five minutes, depending on like if you're writing any additional comments. You can just like breeze through it and like click the predetermined options and just send it away. Right. Um, but let me just, can I backtrack for one second? I, I was being facetious. I love Street Fighter V. Uh, ignore my Twitter comments. Uh, let's focus on this for one second. That's 100% right. And the time that it would take you to go on Twitter, complain, yell, argue with people back and forth when they you know get salty with you because you were mad at the internet and mad at the world, you can go to our Street Fighter. You can, put, you can take the time fill out this poll and send it away. And I know 
you know, I know poll taking on the internet, you, you feel like this equates to nothing. Like I've take I've seen polls and I've seen surveys and they don't amount to anything, but we're really making a community effort here to get your opinions, to send this out to Capcom and say, Hey, like we're not, everyone's going to sign up and do this. You know, Capcom or street fighter five has thousands and thousands of players. Um, you know, our Street Fighter has thousands and thousands of people, but not everyone gets on every day. Not everyone takes the poll, but we do have a strong, concentrated group of people who feel strongly about this game and things that we can change. So just take the time. Like like Nogar Remy said, less than five minutes. You can breeze through it, send it off. And honestly, that might cure your blues. <laughs> like That might take you away from the salt for a minute to actually be like, you know what? I sent this out to proper channels and official channels. Like I, it's It's out of my system now. Now I can go back and I can watch Jerry EXDP me again because I'm dumb. Man, out of all the people, out of all the characters, Jerry? You're uh, complaining about right. Jerry EXDP you? But, all right. So, I, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Jerry. All right. All right. <laughs> Jerry. Sure. Jerry. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. Salt, so, Brian, uh, it's, it's a fine video. Watch it. Um, as much as I like this video, uh, and I'm sure Nogaremi likes parts in it too, but like Nogaremi said, uh, he there are parts that he disagrees with, and that's totally fine. I have parts that I disagree with. In a video like this, I think is a very important lesson for the FTC to look at and people that watch this video. Um, and I know Brian has a really good following of people who support him and whatnot. Um, but this is a, definitely a video where you can look at and think critically and go, I see his points, I appreciate the points, I don't agree with all of it, objectively this is a good video um and like internalize that stuff like but don't take it to heart and don't repeat it that's a big thing uh you know i see a lot of rehashed opinions that like i've heard from this guy like i'm gonna throw this out there like internalize it and like make it your own if you agree with it but right make it (laughs) i would i would say like take take what you like leave what you don't like it's it's not nobody's holding to you to it like you have to love all of it or hate all of it i i think we're we're losing the the middle crowd in a lot of um in a lot of discussions because everybody's like oh i love it or oh i hate it and then like the 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 middle ground for the discussion and like the the meat and potatoes of like what should actually like stick with you like throughout it all is is kind of lost in today's generation like you go on twitter you say you know four sentences or five sentences and you're out of you're out of characters so like the discussion is is small and yeah it, it, it it's very easy to mouth off um or you know you could even go on twitch um and an online tourney with you know around 50 to 60 entrants every week and you can spout things off like I don't think Sriracha Flash is very good, but he knows what he's doing. And you can just say these things out into the world and expect no repercussions, but sometimes they come back to bite you. Listen, man. <laughs> I'm... Now... <laughs> comes for a circle back on me. That was a beautiful transition. Thank you. I look. I I was really reaching there, and I was running out of gas. But I was like, I'm I'm gonna make it. You, My look, lord, I'm gonna make it back. You gotta this. you gotta believe in yourself. Okay, that's step number one. 
And that goes for both your transition and two, not giving a shit for what other people say about you. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> all right, full context. We can't be. This is the full Joe ramble. We're we're just off in the clouds, off in the weeds, rambling about stuff, and no one has any details. Uh, a couple tournaments ago, uh, Joe was doing seating, and Noga Remy running his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was like looking through the the people in the list, and like you were you were set to like eighth seed in like this fifty tournament, fifty man bracket, and I was just like, you know, he's good, but I don't think he's that good, or like he knows what he's doing, but I don't think he's that good. Why is he eighth seed? And, and Joe's response I... was like, eh. <laughs> like Joe was very like middle of the road. I'm not getting involved. Yeah, which which was great, and I, I heard it, and I like. I immediately started laughing because I was like, if there was ever a quote that I, I legitimately want out of my tombstone, that's it. Not very good at what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so and, and you tweeted it to on, me. I, and... I, 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 I tweeted it, and Nokoremi was instantly like... like I, was, I, was, I was back with him because I was like, I was like listen, <laughs> I'm not... I wasn't trying to insult. Like At this point, I thought I had insulted him because it's very easy to to misconstrue things on the internet. Right. Um, so like, I thought you were, you were very ins insulted and, you know, wanted to like, I thought you were like, you were angry and that like, you know, I thought you were very polarized on this situation. Like you either love it or you hate it. And I thought you were on the hated side. Um, so I was like trying to apologize and like, listen, I know I like, I'm not going to completely apologize for what I said. I said what I said and I'll stand by it and I'll run the <laughs> set and prove it. <laughs> No, it, it was it was a, it was a great moment. No, it uh, I, I after I tweeted it out and you were like, "Look, man, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, but pull up then if you want to prove me wrong." I was like, "No, like I I I generally thought it was a funny moment." And, yeah, uh, it was it was <laughs> like something like it was like very rough around the edges. It was like, "Listen, man," I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I said I said what I said. You can prove me wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, the next day, some friends had like seen it on Twitter, and they're like, "Yeah, it fucking makes sense. Like that's 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 Jose. Like that that's the guy we know. Like he's not not the best, but he knows what he's doing, which is fine." Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if you really want to settle it, we could settle it in Smash, like Event Hubs wants to do with their oh, new employees. God, <laughs> I, the student becomes the master. <laughs> I, I, I've learned from the best, and I. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is very. Interesting. Settle it in Smash. <laughs> Man. Uh, I, so, I also love how it's like, a wired connection is recommended. Yeah, oh, please, you heathens, like, go out, buy an adapter, buy an Ethernet cable, and hook your Switch up to your router. Please, for the love of God. Um, I say this to someone who plays a lot of For Glory. So, uh, or not For Glory. Uh, just, I play Smash. I play ranked. Uh, whatever. Why are your connections? Why are your connections across all fighting games? If I see you playing on Wi-Fi, we're gonna have words. Uh, shout out to Mortal Kombat for you know exposing everyone playing on Wi-Fi. Uh, oh but, yeah. <laughs> but back to the situation at hand. So Event Hubs put out a job listing, um, looking for a new writer for Smash Brothers. Uh, it looks like the you know base pay is probably not going to be that great. I can't say either way. No, um, but you do have holiday pay and two weeks paid time off. Now that. Oof, Oh boy! Now, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, also, if you know Japanese, that's a bonus. But we're not going to grade you too bad on it. Uh, but then in the fine details, they have settle it in Smash. You're playing a first to five against 
one of our best, and we just want to see how good you are at the game. Um, and immediately, FGC Twitter went, well, we're, we're running with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> FGC Twitter did what FGC Twitter does, <laughs> which is make fun of people. <laughs> yeah, immediately lambasted. Like, the, I think the initial tweet was just like, LMAO, what? And like thousands of responses and retweets, and everyone's like, I can't believe this. But let me tell you a dirty secret. I'm fine with it. Like, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, it, I, I don't think it's as big a deal as the FGC made it out to be. Oh, 100%. But... I, I definitely don't think it's it's that bad. Um, you want the the person who's going to be writing articles on, you know, this, this subject matter to understand it. And they just, they're trying to make sure that this person has a solid understanding of, you know, what they're doing. Right. And... It, it really prevents stuff like a lot of the Sekiro, you know, posts where it's just like, this game is too hard from software needs to add like an easy mode. And, and no, that's not what the, like, you have to understand what the game is and what its purpose is. Right. Um, and like and... how, how the community works. Like, obviously you get to a certain level, like you have to have been in the community and have, you know, gone to, you know, tournaments to get better and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and <laughs> it was just a silly moment. And but you know, this is when we were kids. We dreamed about this every every waking day that you dreamed about working for a video game company. Your dream was, oh man, I would you know I'd play them in Super Mario World, and I'd show them I can beat the whole game in thirty minutes. Like I know all the routes. Like this is everything we ever dreamed of. This is a '90s Nickelodeon movie on the orange VHS tape where. The kid has to apply to work at a video game company and beat them in Smash Brothers. And we would have lost our minds as kids back in the day. And we would have loved this. But now we're all old and senile. We go, well, that's ridiculous. We can't. There's no way we should have to play a video game to write about video games. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. So overall, I think it's Event Hub's doing well. Like, they're they're making sure that their staff is, is good. So... I don't think we we have much more to say about this. I I I think we're in total agreement. This just makes sense. It, yeah, a hundred percent. And if if uh, if Event Hubs is committed to making sure their staff is going in the right direction, well, that's a positive change. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's a little that's a little hard of a transition. <laughs> you know, you gotta yeah, well, you gotta look, tone it down. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, okay. Uh, let's see. Where can I go from this? Uh, positive change. Oh boy! Oh, you know, boy. speaking speaking of positive change, let's talk about uh, Sherry Jennings and what she's trying to do. Getting, you know, South American, Brazilian, you know, African players out to events, and and like really, really doing a lot of work for this. Um, even going as far to like post on Twitter, like, hey, like, who should we really try to you know get sponsored and come out here? Right, and. Uh... I wanted to bring this up. Um, I threw it in the show notes because I saw her post this on Twitter the other day. And I think it, it, like even today it's sitting at like seven likes and three re retweets and like not a lot of interaction with it. Um, she was on the show with Joe a couple weeks back uh, talking about eat fight pass and what they were trying to do. And uh, I just think it's super important. Like we had the crossover situation last year for Capcom cup where he was eligible for Capcom cup, couldn't get the visa to get in. And now he's sitting there with his hands tied. And now the yeah. the Latam champion cannot get in, and that's a problem. And Sherry, to all of her credit, is doing wonderful work trying to get these people over here. And if you know someone, or if you have people that are like these are really skilled players, and they have 
you know, results to show for it, get a hold of her. Like, this is what she's working for. Like, give her people to bring to the United States to compete so we can see high-level players. Yeah, it, it's it's really just opening up accessibility um, to all players. Like, excuse me, um, not just to, you know, get them to the United States, but, you know, to give them the chance to uh, just get their name out there. Maybe get, you know, like a, a, a more fruitful um sponsor because you know as well as good as e-fight pass uh is at you know starting this process it doesn't feel like they're a place to permanently be sponsored by like you your goal is like hey i'm gonna get in you know play in some american tournaments do damage to people you know get known like you knock out like tokido and like a couple other killers and like all of a sudden people start knocking at your door and you start getting some offers yeah, um, eventually you might be sponsored by our Street Fighter, like Diddy Mokov. Yeah, That's incredible. <laughs> um, who, by the way, is actually in the states working in Vegas, so that's why his situation is a little different. Um, but, look, I, I'm just trying to use a foreign player. No, I, I, under, I understand, <laughs> but the, I got to bring it up that that's the, the Visa we, troubles is is very different. Um, yeah, working with him. Nogarami's out here spitting facts while I try to be off in the FGC weeds with my hyperbole. This is ridiculous. I can't. What is yeah. this show? Yeah, it's so hard to work with me. I'm <laughs> I'm hard to talk to. I, I keep doing all these fancy transitions. Nobody can keep up. Um, <laughs> it's just so difficult to talk to me. Um, <laughs> but you know what's not difficult? Supporting eFight Pass and their wonderful merch that they have. They've teamed up... Uh, with I can't try to remember the name. I think it's something like kind of fit, kind of fat. Uh, they're a clothing apparel, and they have Street Fighter Two like inspired merch that has like all the countries on it. It's like got like the bright pink Atlas of the World. It's a dope shirt and an easy way to be like, yeah, I would yeah. love to have foreign players come. Like if I can throw some money at this and get a T-shirt out of it, absolutely. Like here you go. Oh, I see, I see the shirt now. It's uh, it's actually like the. Um, God, I'm blanking. Oh, it's like the Street Fighter 2 map almost. Yeah, yeah, yep. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's actually pretty that's... dope. Yeah, I'm down with it. I have to pick one up. I think I'm going to pick one up and then rock that with my with my varsity jacket, and I'm just going to be the coolest guy in all of Northern Michigan. It's going to be you know, you know if if I didn't spend most of my extra money for the month, uh, <laughs> on that varsity jacket. I would pick up the shirt because it's it's actually pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty clean. I think it's got like a breast panel on the front and like the big design is on the back. Like I'm yep. a sucker for those designs. Like anything that has like nothing serious on the front and like something dope on the back, all about it. Like you'll talk me into that all day, every day. I'd prefer to have something dope on the front because then I can look down and be like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing a dope shirt. Oh, all right. That's and I, right. I also really like to wear like uh, jackets. And so... You don't get to see okay. the back design, which that's, I, that's I, I feel is a travesty, fair. but <laughs> still, still dope. Um, so yeah, definitely check out eFight Pass. Um, and talking about the E, I don't even know what the oh. E and eFight stands for, but there's also oh an God. E in esports. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Goo, Goo, Boo, Boo, this that was a bad transition. That that I'm, was I'm, that was a bit of a reach. You got me there. I'm, I'm I'm giving you an E for esports. Woo! Let's do this. 
I mean, you're rolling now. <laughs> that, that, that's not on me. You you stole my transition. Yeah, I know. That was awful. Uh, so I'll let you lead the way with this one. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Gutex has been running uh, the Untitled Esports show for 13 weeks now. Um, and he runs it with um, one of the Overwatch um, like community people uh, who goes by Slasher. But this week, the legend... The man who disappeared for a couple a couple of years now. He was back. Good old well, Mike Ross. We saw him. It. He oh, was God. there he was there talking on the mic for like three hours. <laughs> I was... I have missed this dude so much. Especially him and his interactions with other people. Um the he, way he... the way that he acts is just so uh, There's definitely not another Mike Ross out there. Like he's oh, a never. one of a kind guy. Um, you could never emulate him. The cur- the closest person, oddly enough, is Gutex, but they're still very different people. Right. Uh, he showed up at Evo last year on a hitbox playing Guilty Gear. Yep. And then, like then went off the map again, and then popped up like on the show. And the show, like even the show description was like Gutex slasher and special guest. And at this point, like, Mike Ross is just the FGC Bill Murray. I'm convinced, like, you know, Bill Murray shows up, like, at a house party and has a couple drinks. And everyone's like, oh, my God, we partied with Bill Murray. And Bill Murray's like, no one's ever going to believe you. And I think that's just Mike Ross at this point. Like, yeah, Mike I... Ross is playing Melty Blood, like, at Combo Breaker. And everyone's like, oh, Mike Ross is here. And then, like, he'll just ghost and no one will ever see him again. That's, like, that's definitely what it is. Like, Mike Ross will, like, drive a couple hours to a local. Because I like to point this out. He's not left the community he just doesn't he's not in front of the camera anymore he still goes right. to, to tournaments and like locals occasionally um and it's just like one of the things where like he drives out to like a local i don't know if he goes to the same one or different ones um and he's just there and then he's gone <laughs> even even good tech said coming coming from us from an un, from an undisclosed uh location it's mike ross <laughs> Uh, like you, we'll never know where Mike is ever again. Although I think he's planning to go to to CEO. Uh, so okay. if you if you want to stalk Mike Ross, go to CEO. It, it, it's Fighter Fest. How how can Mike Ross not be at Fighter Fest? He's on the guest list. It, it's impossible for him not to be there. Oh, watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a true ghost. Is when he's just not there any, anymore. When he's supposed to be there. <laughs> that's how you really disappear and like never let people know where you're going to be. It's like a sign up for things and then just don't show up. You're like, oh, oh yeah, I'll be there. And then you just, you just ghost and, and you're done. Oh my God. The ultimate mix up. Um, but like they, the chemistry between Mike Ross and Gutex, it's, it, it, it can't be described. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like they, watching two old friends who are also like, you ever, you ever, like, meet somebody, and you go to their house, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're having this house party or whatever like that. And then, like, they introduce you to someone, and, like, they're just talking and hanging out, but, like, immediately you're part of the group, even though you don't know everybody personally. Like, that's the way that they interacted. Like, immediately you felt like you were hanging out in a room with them, like, playing video games. Like, it was a great, I don't know, they're, they're, they're great together. Yeah. Um, it it sounds it, it almost sounds like they're like a little bit of like a married couple. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're great <laughs> together. 
Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> I, I, I'm so happy for them. I wish they would have kept the dish that I got for them, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I think I think they're you know they're they're separated now. You know, the divorce isn't final, but <laughs> they, they still talk occasionally. You know, Michael show up and Gutex is still around, so you know, you know you'll the, hear from them. End of the day, they still love each other. <laughs> um, speaking of a married couple, a conglomeration, if you will, Capcom has decided to fold all of their media ventures into Capcom Media Ventures. It's incredible. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. Um, yeah, this this news article literally came out yesterday. Um, so this was really hot. Like I was looking at it today, and I found it. And I was like, "What is this?" But this was added to the show notes minutes before we got on the mic together. I looked at the show notes one time and I went, oh, that's new. And immediately I was like scrambling, like, all right, give me like five more minutes. Like, I need to know what this is. I mean, that's how I felt too. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I need to know this. This seems like pretty breaking news in that uh, we should kind of cover it. So there should be a, a little breaking news, little bar at the bottom be like, breaking news. Capcom, <laughs> Capcom conglomerates all their media ventures into Capcom media ventures. <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know if it's really uh, like the the biggest of news. Um, essentially, what they'll be doing is they're now overseeing the Capcom Pro Tour, uh, the Street Fighter League, and uh, the probably the biggest news to come out of this is that they're expanding to uh, create college and amateur leagues. It sounds like for Street Fighter Five. Yeah, um, that's that. Well, also, I want to add on to this. They're they're looking to do TV shows and like other forms of media as well. Um, right, but. College and amateur leagues, um, that's that's hefty. Like it's college and amateur leagues is it's way different when you start looking at it from like a fighting game perspective versus like a normal, you know, Overwatch or, you know, other kind of League of Legends or like any team based kind of game where like excuse me, FGC is always about the the solo player and well, I won't say always about the solo player because we have team events, but it's it's usually about the solo player and in an open bracket, you know, a fish in the sea, you know, or like a salmon in a stream trying to go upstream. Um, I think it's the best analogy I can do for that. Um, and <laughs> it, it's not it's not always the easiest path, but like, you know, some some go through, some make it and, you know, live long, happy lives and then. Uh, you know, pass on their genes, I guess, if we're going with the same but, analogy. But, uh, pass on their genes? We're... No, go Remy. <laughs> I'm talking, look, I started talking about salmon, and when they <laughs> they swim upstream, that's when they go to, like, fertilize their eggs, and then, like, new salmon come, and they're born and swim downstream. It was a it was a rough analogy. I rolled with it too long. I, I get yeah, it. I, I, I mean, I wanted to let you keep going. No, bail me out. We're partners. <laughs> All right. Okay. So You're in the boat with me. College and amateur leagues, which is super exciting. And I think uh, the the Street Fighter League and with people like Rob TV, who have stated uh, very recently in an interview that like he thinks that the, the, the team concept is is for the greater good of the FGC. You know, you can invest in a team. You can see these things. Um, and the idea of a college team, uh, you know, for someone like me who's a gigantic fan of the University of Miami Hurricanes, um, like let's say you have them, and like, oh man, the Miami Hurricanes are playing against uh, the Georgia Bulldogs this weekend. Like, they both have a Street Fighter team. Automatically, I'm invested. I don't watch college like baseball or basketball, 
that much. Right. Uh, yeah. But as soon as Miami is playing, I'm like, yeah, it's Miami. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I'll roll up with Miami anytime. Like, that's my boys. Like, immediately. And, like, I have no vested interest in, like, baseball. But, like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, Miami's winning the pennant. Like, I don't care. They're going to win the series. Um, so, like, the ability to translate that to Street Fighter, uh, where you're immediately like, yeah, like, that's where I graduated from. Like, I'll support Penn State's, like, Street Fighter team, and uh, no matter what Joe Paterno did. But, like, oh, that, like that's a way to unify people. And, like, the amateur league... Um, uh, the Street Fighter League for Japan had uh, amateurs, um, I think the the amateurs, the younger class, and then like the uh, pros, I, I believe. I can yeah. get that wrong. That, um, that sounds right. Uh, but like the amateur, uh, and especially with the area of pushing TV and uh, or like a TV style show, uh, this could be our chance to have like, you know, Joe's dream of having uh, Jamie Lee Curtis finally playing Street Fighter on stream. Like, this we, we could finally get there to where we have like some celebrities who have a passing interest and we match them up like the team I, of Daigo and Jamie Lee Curtis versus Jack Black and Taquito. Like we could finally get to this point. Oh God. I mean E League <laughs> did that to a certain extent. Like they had um you know Shaq on there and a couple other of less famous people that I can't remember. Um and I feel kind of <laughs> embarrassed about this. Um but they, they would do those those segments. Um, where they would have, like, two celebrities go up against each other. Not, like, on a team, but, like, I think they had a coach, and they would play against each other. Right. Um, and uh, I don't I don't know. Personally, that's that's not what I'm, I'm invested in. Um, although, looking at it from an outside kind of perspective, you see, um, you know, a, a celebrity that you're invested in. Like, you like their work. And then they, you know, do the Street Fighter event. That that could be the turning point for a lot of people, right? Um, and and, I, and I, like me not liking it is is me from the inside being like, well, I like all the storylines we already have, um, but that's not all the storylines that that even just in Street Fighter Five they're not apparent, um, and on the surface of like, oh, this is interesting. I should check this out. Like that's. Like the storylines are more for the people who are already here than the people who are coming in, right? Um, yeah, and I I think that's I don't know. It's hard to say what Capcom is doing uh, internally because we don't really have an idea. But I think <sighs> this is kind of trying to reach out to a casual fan base and pull some in and like not generate storylines for us necessarily, but to be like to have the average person be like. Hey, like, what's going on with Street Fighter? Like, what is what is this thing? I'm like, I saw this viral clip of, you know, someone matching out a super move that I didn't know was a thing. So I, I don't think it's for us. Yeah, def. I, I definitely think like, the FGC will will be a part of it and will, kind of help form these storylines for college and amateur leagues. But in terms of the people they're looking to attract as an audience, it's definitely not us. Like. Basically, with college and amateur league and and going with, like, a, a team-style event like SFL, you're looking to get an audience in seats, you know, selling tickets, and to, to cheer. And you're not looking for the, the open bracket experience. Right. Um, um, that being said, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it'll come to fruition soon, and, you know, we'll, we'll have it, – it'll be a success, and we can finally see where, where it's going. The the hardest part about the 
getting esports into the FGC and, and these big companies getting the money and returns that they want to see out of it. Um, you know, when they start comparing, you know, oh, like, look, I'm spending this much money into fighting games. Um, I'm spending the same amount into fighting games as I am into Overwatch, but I'm getting like 400% return on Overwatch and, you know, I'm losing, you know, 50% on, on fighting games. That, that can be a, a rough way to look at the numbers, but that's what companies do. Um, they're like, I can, I can, for the same amount of dollars, I can get way more return. So why am I here in this, in this genre? Right. And that, that happens because it's so like, I hate to draw on wrestling and like other, other traditional sports, but like you look at wrestling and the storylines that they have to tell, um, to like keep people interested and to, to keep it rolling. That's, that's basically what fighting games have to do, but we have so many people because it's open bracket and you know we're looking at having way more competitors than we have spectators at this moment um right. and it, it's just difficult to to manage all of this and to get it to a a stable point where you can return numbers to a to a, a company and be like look this is why you should invest here like we have this many people filling the seats uh, to support this many people like so like you need to sponsor this player with this product to get these people to see it and you know you'll get about this return with these people, you know, buying your product. Those numbers are hard, hard to get with how the FGC currently stands. Yeah. And I don't know what we're supposed to do to fix it. I think that if you try to just like, if the Capcom pro tour immediately switched in a year or two to just like team only kind of events, I don't think the community would would like that for Street Fighter, whether it be Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Six. That's it. Feels like not what fighting games are. And as fun as like running two v two cross Tekken tournaments are, Street Fighter cross Tekken tournaments are. They're not. It's not what fighting games. It's not that what the heart of fighting games or like the FGC is really about, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and with our small numbers in the first place, like, it's very hard to bring someone in and be like, don't you want to learn these fighting games? Like, no, I don't want to have to sit here and learn frame data. Like, it's very hard to draw people into this. So we are already a small group, and expecting large numbers from a small group like the FGC, I think, is unreasonable. I think it's possible, but to expect it to happen immediately is unreasonable. Um, I... I don't really know where I want to go with this uh, or how to say it out loud without sounding like a complete buffoon. Uh, so I, I, I will say this. Uh, I think the FGC has a grassroots community um, and with like the events that like, you know, anyone could prop up and like you, you get people to go to it's, it's super, super nice. Um, and the idea of esports uh, coming in and like, we are expecting this return on investment when like, as we talked about earlier, like, yeah, these guys sign up for the tournament, but they just kind of ghosted. So, like, we are already short these amount of players. Like, it's kind of hard, right? And I, I think like I'm, I'm as I'm th- sitting here thinking about like the structure of what could go on. I'm like, okay, so if we do like larger scale, um, Street Fighter League. Excuse me, this beer is really creeping back up on me. Um, <laughs> like, I'm getting a lot of burps now, um, but. If we do a larger scale SFL, you know, across like all the countries, and that's like our pro league is like SFL, 
And then we have this amateur league where amateurs can come up, you know, and if they win like a certain number of tournaments, then like, oh, hey, we like, we'll start promoting you to like, you know, be a part of a team in SFL kind of thing. Maybe if like, but I still don't, I personally don't like that the pro events are all just like, would be like, you know, locked to these teams and like other people can't compete. It really, right. it, it discourages the openness that the FGC has. And it also discourages these pro players to enter um, other, other tournaments. If like they're day in, day out playing in like SFL league style stuff and, you know, making that kind of content. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a slippery slope once we start going down it. And then all of a sudden yeah. you have five V five street fighter games. Right. It's uh oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> all all KOF styled. I mean, look, I would play a KOF style Street Fighter, like I'm down, but like to have but that's like a fun mini game, you know. That's what I want as a game mode in Street Fighter Five. I don't want that to be Street Fighter Six. Right. That's that's not what we're looking for here. We're looking for solid netcode and uh, apparently fifty eight characters, even though people can't play one. <laughs> Yeah, that was oh god, it was a problem with Street Fighter Four where we had forty four characters and everyone was like, oh, it's just too many characters. And then you look at Street Fighter Five, it's just like only launch was sixteen. That's crazy. What about all these characters I love? Yeah, well now we're at thirty five and people are still requesting more. Uh, meanwhile, Ken, who's been in, around for twenty five years, just got a character guide that's more in depth than anyone will ever do. No right. one's going to utilize it. But when does he get a new face? Possibly can. Yeah, exactly. But the banana hair. Okay. Like, put the cowboy hat on then. Play the game. <laughs> oh, God. I, I simultaneously love and hate the, the cowboy outfit. <laughs> I When I first saw that thing, I didn't think it was real. I thought it like someone had bought up the game, and I was like in the Matrix, and I was seeing something on their end that I shouldn't be seeing. Because it... It blew me away how crazy that was in Street Fighter Five, and then as soon as I could buy it, immediately I bought. It. I don't even play Ken, but I do had you, to buy it. Like support the culture. Do you know what did it for me? When I was just like, this shouldn't be a thing. Why is this a thing? B Boy Ryu, single handedly, <laughs> the worst Ryu costume to this day. I hate it. I'll never buy it out of refusal to support such an. <laughs> an inappropriate wrongdoing of my character. It's the most atrocious costume in the history of Street Fighter costumes. I it is awful. That, I'm not and... Flav Flav. I don't want a clock on my chest. I I don't want this. Not even like a a beanie. It's some low brow hat that looks like garbage. <laughs> Second only to that B-Boy Ryu is kicked out of the club Chun-Li. And, like, that's... <laughs> oh, my God. That's too true. <laughs> Those two costumes, like, I appreciate that y'all went out and did it. Like, y'all really went out there and put that to the world. But stop. <laughs> like, rein that one back in. All right. But but let's spin this into a, a more positive light. And I want I want to ask you this question, right? What do you think is your favorite Street Fighter V costume? Or costume in any game? Like, let's just go any game. What's your favorite costume in any oh, game? Oh, 
favorite costume in any game. Oh man. Uh, okay. So Zangief had that like biohazard suit in Street Fighter Four. They had like the gas mask. Oh right. Uh, I that forgot about was, that. That was incredible. Uh, I I love that one quite a bit. Um, the the E Honda Turtle outfit in Street Fighter Four. That's incredible. a that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, that's a wonderful classic. Um, Abigail's Halloween costume from this past year, uh, color nine, the purple one where he's got like Mike Wazowski in his chest. Oh that yeah, one, yeah, that one does something for me. That's uh, as well. <laughs> that's another good one. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, and then when they when they gave Yoshimitsu uh, tentacles, I think in like Tekken Four, like that's a decent costume, albeit you know a, a generic costume, but it's a good costume nonetheless. That one, that one's pretty solid. I mean, that's that's quite a list you have of favorite costumes. <laughs> uh, look, man, I just like video game aesthetics like do something for me. Like, not in a sexual way. I'm not getting my rocks off, but like, <laughs> I enjoy the look. Like, you know, because for so long. Um, I first started like really competing uh, in fighting games last year, but for the longest time, like I've been playing fighting games like all my entire life. Like of any genre that I've played outside of like the Legend of Dragoon, um, fighting games were it. Like Street Fighter Two, Alpha Three, um, Third Strike, I guess a little bit, but like anything I could get my hands on if it was a fighting game, like Mace the Dark Age on Nintendo sixty four, like I'm in there, like I'm playing it, and for so long you only see like the same character but with different colors and which is fine yeah um and then marvel vs. capcom came along and akuma became a cyber demon and immediately i was like well the sky is opened up any character can be anything and then street fighter 4 rolled around and like that's where i really started to see different outfits on characters and immediately i was like this is like i could just look at a, a, a museum list of alternate costumes for characters and i would just lose my mind like it's incredible how do you feel about the way Street Fighter V does costumes versus how Street Fighter IV did costumes? <laughs> I thought we were doing positive show. No uh, <laughs> I had to pick your brain, okay? I could. I already put the positive spin on the costumes. It's time to dive back into negative. You can talk about how... You can put a positive spin on it. Talk about how great the Street Fighter IV costume system was. Uh, I really enjoyed the Street Fighter IV costumes. I... To be honest with you, I don't have a problem really with the Street Fighter V costumes. Uh, are they pricey? Yes. Um, but the cool thing about it is you don't need to buy all of them. Like, yes, it's it's an exorbitant about exorbitant amount of money. I'm still not sure I said that word right. Uh, it's it's crazy amount of money uh, to buy every single costume in the game. But like, you don't really have to. Um, and especially, you don't want to end up with something with like Alex's Halloween costume. Like that's atrocious that's uh, all right but how do you feel about chun li having like 18 costumes and then uh not fong or no fong got the verbo costume um what's a character that doesn't like a lot of these characters just like you, was... you look at their costume list and it's just like three or four deep and it's just like come on like well we all something. got ad style that's important we all have ad style now um, but no, that's yeah, that, not an extra cost. <laughs> that really, well, I mean, it gives Abigail a championship belt. So say it, what, uh, say what you will. Uh, that I'm, that really does irk me quite a bit. Is that, oh, hey, little one, 
special guest, my daughter decided to run in. Hey, why don't you go take off for a minute? Uh, the the small amount of costumes for every character does drive me crazy. Like, I wish there were more that were available out. Hey, if, out there. if you need to take a break, you can. We can like stop and, and restart. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? Leave it in. Leave it in. I don't care. Everyone, right. you meet my daughter and heard sounds in the background. Like, sorry. <laughs> my, Keep my, it real. My, my, my studio is my bedroom. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, I wish there was like evenly dispersed costumes. Like. I hate that Chun-Li has 18 costumes. It drives me bananas. And, like, four of them are good. Uh, so, like, take the energy that you put there and put it onto other characters. Like, the idea that G, like, is a super unique character and has three costumes. I know he just came out a couple months ago, but, like, give him, like, I don't I mean, put him in an Easter Bunny outfit. I don't care. Sagat so like, already got an extra costume, who, and he came out the same time as G. The, Kage has an extra costume. He and he came, came out, out after. <laughs> yeah, like, give G something. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. None of the costumes have ever, you know, made sense to be extra. Like, we don't need a reference. Like, we don't need a crossover. Crossovers right. are cool. I appreciate it. Make Abigail into Sigma from Mega Man X. Just throwing that out there. But, like, or the general, whatever. Uh, like, they don't have to make sense. Like, throw something weird on them. Like, I don't, if you wanted to, like, make G out to be Tonto... And like he's got feathers and whatnot, like that's fine. He's president of the world. Like he's he's a man of the people. Like give him whatever costume you want. Spread it out. Like just give everyone something. And for the love of God, give Abigail a swimsuit costume already. It's, oh God, oh, no, please, that's no. All I've been waiting for. I God, want. No, I want, we already have Zangief. We don't need more. <laughs> I I want the tires to be like little floaties. Okay, like, that's I, a little cool. I was just picturing <laughs> like Abigail and like I'd like the Zangief. It's kind of speedo. And I was like, please no, I don't want no, that in my life. <laughs> no, I, I I want like the like the beach trunks, you know, and like he's got like floaties. Like I'm down with that. Like give me like just give me something weird, you know. Yeah, I, and that's the best costumes are the weird costumes. And like Capcom's like, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna like we're gonna see how the characters are played, and then like you know make costumes, you know, for like the characters that are played more, so that we can get more money that way, or like. The characters that we see the most return on getting revenue when we release the costume for them, but sometimes releasing a super dope costume for a character will get people to play that character more. Will get people to to buy the costume. Like if you just put out good content, people buy it. Oh, hundred percent. I bought that role costume for Sakura. I think I've played Sakura twice, but like I bought that costume. Like if it's a good costume, I'm gonna buy it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Like. You, Capcom does a lot right and Capcom does a lot wrong and I feel like I feel like more is just like asking too much of people to listen in this podcast <laughs> um, so I don't really have any other other questions unless uh, uh, you, you have anything else um, no I, I think we've gone over everything I think even with the spare amount of notes that we entered with we've already gone over an hour something like that I don't know I'm not made of clocks I can't tell what the time is I did my job um, <laughs> perfect <laughs> but uh, just want to end the show with you know where where can people find you Mr. Sriracha Flash uh, everywhere uh, I'm Sriracha Flash everywhere on the planet um, 
uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Lowe's.com, uh, LinkedIn, uh, you know, wherever. Sriracha Flash, you'll find me. I'm around. Uh, if you see a, you know, me on Abigail's shoulders, just s- swing by. Say hi. I got I to gotta clear this up. You're on LinkedIn as Sriracha Flash. <laughs> Not even I'm that crazy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Whenever I do Twitch streams, uh, I, I I'll usually sign off with like a random collection of websites. Uh, so like hnrblock.com, uh, samsclub.com at sriracha flash. Follow me there. Get the yo follow deal. follow me on circuitcity.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Circuitcity.com. Uh, catch me on ebombs world at sriracha flash. Like just stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So I just throw it out there. Uh, speaking of which, look, I haven't done one of these in like a couple of months. But if you're out there, if you play Street Fighter, I'm not great, uh, but I like to play. Uh, and I like to do first attends. So if you would like to play a first attend with me, uh, stream it, and we'll talk, and we'll laugh, and we'll probably have beers during the competition, like, hit me up. Like, I'd love to. Anybody. I'll make a poster. Uh, I'll do everything. I'll make a trailer. I've done, like, 30 of these at this point. I and mean, they're all, all I for got, fun. I got time after the show if you really want to run this set. <laughs> Uh, look, man, I got kids. I got to go feed. Like, oh, that's right true. Now. That's true. You, you're, you, I'm sorry. You're an adult. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a teenager and like a small child out there. Like, I got to go yell at after this for breaking into the studio. <laughs> but oh, don't, don't, don't beat her too hard. Okay. Nah, nah. She's fine. She knows. She knows what she did. I, I, I'll give her the brow beating. Like, I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. You'll, you'll give her the death stare. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, congratulations. You're going to community college now. Like that's like that's that's what Man, I'm gonna throw at her. This is she's only three, but she'll understand. That's some dark uh, stuff. <laughs> I I do um, not condone this for the record, people. <laughs> Neither does our slash street fighter. <laughs> no, no, um, the the views and opinions expressed by Sir Roger Flash. Are <laughs> oh God, uh, I don't think we need to need to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, hit me up. Let's play some games, man. Like I'm, I'm down. Let's play first to tens all day, every day. Uh, uh, God, I, wow. I don't. I'm not sure you can commit to that because <laughs> you already uh, told me no today. Well, I said no like immediately. Like if you want to hit me up at like nine, then yeah, like let's run it. Like that's fine. <laughs> all right, but that's gonna be a show, folks. You can find me uh, at Nogarimi on Twitter, Nogarimi on Twitch. Uh, those are my the two places you can find me. Nothing crazy for me. I'm not on Circuit City. I'm not on H&R Block. Just, <laughs> just those two, Twitter and Twitch. I keep the alliteration strong in where I am. Um, and, and that's that's a show. Anything else you want <laughs> well, to say? No, yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I, You said that's the show. But now I'm just rambling. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Joe, for letting me fill in with my rambling nonsense. Uh, thank you, Nogoremi, for me being like let's do this and you immediately hopped on like i i appreciate that thank you guys for having me uh the the easiest thing to get me to do is something that joe does normally and he's unavailable oh yeah right. joe monday's not here we need to call joe mundane get him up on the schedule we got him right here please it's giuseppe monday <laughs> giuseppe monday giuseppe monday i'm coming live at you from an undisclosed location <laughs> I don't know if I could talk in this accent for an hour, or if anybody would even listen to me. Giuseppe, is Mike Ross down there in the bunker with you? Uh, no, he's he's in Bunker Four A. I'm in Five E. Giuseppe, no. <clears throat>
but yeah um all right, all right. and bit good bits all right, in, we're done in the that. bit in the show <laughs> see you later everybody here. thank you for listening goodbye